0: Praise the Lord. Wow. I am so loud. <laughs> Praise God. Just help me to orientate. Two years plus since I, I think I last preached. <laughs> when was that? Two years plus ago? I don't know. PSV, is it? Uh, I feel a need to introduce myself again. Because <laughs> there's just too many new faces. Uh, Um, yeah, maybe I should, (laughs) ah. So, hi everyone. My name is uh, Bong. Bong is actually not my real name. Uh, My name is uh, Brian Ong. And then there's quite a few Bryans. uh, uh, So they call me Bong. It's like B Ong, so Bong. So that's why uh, everybody say Bong, uh, but that's not my real name. My real name only the Thai Fan (laughs) Nantino. You don't know what is it, ah? Swaiker, so right, yes. <laughs> Thai fan auntie always call me Swaiker. So uh, yeah, Swaiker so means handsome, actually. The economic rise uh, auntie will always ask me Swaiker, Niao some what do you want to eat? And when he, she say that, uh, definitely I'll order fish. <laughs> uh, also, a bit about myself, um, I'm married. Uh, and I, I think there was somebody that said, you know, uh, this year, how long have you been married? And I come to a realization that I've been married, uh, come this October, is 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. Those that are married and are at my age, you all don't clap so fast because your 10 years is coming soon. I know because I was the f- uh, first of the many that came. Yeah, Sam, so 10 years is coming soon. But I've been married 10 years, uh, praise God. Uh, have three children. Uh, you can go here and ask my wife later, when is the fourth one coming? Oh. Yeah. No lah, won't come lah. In Jesus' name <laughs> Three is enough, right? Three is enough. Uh, but I love kids. Uh, I'm also helping out with the kids' ministry. So if I end early today, don't worry. Don't need to pick your kids up. Uh, just go and have uh, shopping and then just come back twelve fifteen. 15 and pick them up. I I realize that there is uh, something that I always love to do, um, but yeah, with three kids and uh, in terms of uh, ministry-wise, I also help out uh, in preaching uh, sometimes. Um, my wife calls me Jonah, um, not because you know she wants me to be like, like Jonah. But uh, I'm always in a phase where my flesh and my spirit always fight with each other. So I always will say, like, I don't want to preach and and, and, uh, I don't want to do this. But then after I preach already, I feel like, wow, God really used me. You know, wow, God, wow, I really want to preach again. Then the next time come, then uh, like, like the schedule, hey, how come I'm preaching? Then I'll go and complain to Sue. I remember there was one time where, yeah, just recently, three weeks ago, she scheduled me without telling me that I'm supposed to be on schedule. So I was going to X, and then she said, like, the schedule is out. I was going to see that, oh, maybe I'm going to be on MC, but I'm on schedule to be preaching. So then I messaged her, I said, like, hey, uh, is there something wrong? Like, did you schedule something wrongly? And then she, I was uh, saying, like, you know, I'm not going to preach. Then she realized that I was not going to be kidding. But uh, then I realised the pastor is going to be away, so here am I. So, the spirit prevailed today. <laughs> um, but today, I, 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 you know, last week, uh, I, my whole family was sick. Uh, just Sharon as well as uh, my youngest was having COVID. So we were staying home, uh, but we, uh, we also went online and uh, listened to the sermon. It was really life-changing, and we... We really wanted to uh, apply that, that sermon into our lives. And today, I really want to talk to you guys about something that has been also speaking to my heart that uh, this week I've been practicing. You know, we speak, speak about the, the spirit of prayer. We want to pray and we want to we make sure that we get the connection with God. And there was one particular verse in Proverbs that really spoke out to me when I was practicing this week about prayer. Uh, if you were to go with me to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. And the verse goes like this The name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous runneth into it and is safe. And I read again, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Shall we just pray and ask God to bless the Word. Father, we just want to pray, O God, Lord, for Your Word, O God, that Your Word will go forth and not return void, O God. Father, I pray, O God, Lord, let everyone, O God, that is under the sound of my voice, O God, hear Your Word and apply it, O God. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, let those that have ears hear, let those that have eyes see. In the name of Jesus, I pray, O God, Lord, that You will multiply Your Word. Oh God, the heart, Oh God, Lord, let it be soft, Oh God, let it be soft for us to plant the seed and let it grow in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, we pray and all God's people say, Amen, Amen. Amen. This morning, I want to talk to you about our strong tower. Everybody say our strong tower. You see, when we talk about tower, tower indicates power. It is a self sufficient efficient, self-supporting structure that is normally higher than it is wider, right? And although sometimes people can live in it, towers are not necessary for staying. It is not necessary for residence. People build towers to have other purposes, uh, such as if you look at a clock tower, people build tower because the height of the clock tower increases the visibility of the clock, The height of an observatory tower enhances the visibility of the scenery. The height of a fortified tower increases the visibility of the surrounding territory. There are towers that hold up voltages. Uh, Of course, we don't see that commonly in Singapore. But in overseas, you will see towers and towers that are holding up uh, high voltage wires. There are also towers like our famous Changi. Airport. There has an air control tower. And, and some of you will love the sight when you're driving into the airport. You will see that tower which makes you feel happy because maybe you're leaving Singapore to have a vacation. There is also the Eiffel Tower in France. Actually, I don't know why they built the Eiffel Tower. I'll go and read up on it. But maybe it's, uh, it's uh, I don't know. I'll go and read up on it. But what I'm saying is towers are not necessarily built for residents. Towers are built for a purpose. In fact, in the Old Testament, people built towers as well. We know that Jericho was actually fortified with walls, right? People have to, the children of Israel couldn't enter into Jericho. They had to walk around it. They had to obey God. And then God uh, sort of destroyed the walls. The walls of Jericho were high and the towers made it uh, inaccessible for those that are outside. There were also King Uzziah, which was noted in the Old Testament that talks about how he built strong towers and built a fortification around the city. Even today, towers are being used. Towers are used in prison to fortify. Uh, towers are used everywhere. And what I'm saying is that there is a tower that is a natural, and then there is a tower that is spiritual. We can build natural towers. Um, and, and you you will know in the Bible the first time where a tower is being actually being said in the Bible. Knowing the, the wicked nature or the fallen nature of human being is actually found in Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11 says that there is a group of people which are called by God. God said that, you know, go forth and multiply. But they say in Genesis 11 verse 4, and say, they say, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad. Over the face of the earth, you see the first time when we see a tower in the scripture, men have already figured out that power that the tower has power or the power of a tower. In fact, when they built this tower in Babel, this tower was actually called Ziggurat, right? A Ziggurat basically is not like super tall. If you're thinking in your mind, eh, they say they want to build a tower to reach the heavens. Uh, Perhaps that is just figurative because right in the olden days, they already know that they cannot build a tower that can reach the heavens. But what they are trying to do is that when archaeologists have tried to uncover all these ziggurats across uh, the olden days, they have realized that usually they are three or two-story high, sometimes going uh, over five-story high. And what happens is that all this structure, at the top of the structure, it is always something that has to do with a, a, a shrine. And, and what they want to do is to do some religious rituals right at the top of this, this place called Ziggurat. So what they are trying to do is really not to reach the heavens. They are trying to say that they want to reach to the top of the tower and perhaps when they reach to the top of the tower and perform some rituals, the gods or the goddesses that is in heaven will come down and meet them. Why am I trying to tell you this? Is that when we talk about towers, people know that there is power in towers. There was a time where I went to Taiwan for my uh, army uh, trip. And uh, every time when they ask us to climb a mountain, uh, I was actually in this uh, signal formation. And uh, we love mountains because there is where we can actually have the best signal. So we'll go up to the mountains, but surely every time when I go up to a mountain, you know what happens? I will surely find either a temple or a shrine there. Every single time. You see, people know that there is power in the tower. People know, and, and the devil as well knows it as well. So why am I telling you this? Is that there are times where I realize that I'm also building a ziggurat. I'm building a ziggurat to reach the heavens by myself. And sometimes God will tell me, "Hey, actually this ziggurat is not what I want you to build. In fact, the devil knows it and sometimes he can persuade us to build all these man-made towers and reach the top. And you know what? When we reach the top, it is the most dangerous place. Because when the tower falls, we fall together with the tower. Uh, I was also researching on towers, uh, and it's this particular tower that I know everybody loves, or everybody at least wants to go there. It's the Tower of Pisa. It's uh, so famous that uh, one of my art, uh, my my child goes to an art class and then uh, they actually build a tower of pizza. And uh, you know, everybody will usually have, uh, I don't know whether you can show the picture, everybody will be in front of the tower, you know. Uh, posting, uh, you can see it's a crowded place. What I heard is that uh, you go there, it's just a tower of pizza. There's nothing else around it. There's no pizza also around it. But anyway, I don't know why is it called a tower of pizza. But what I'm trying to say is that uh, sometimes when we talk about man-made structures, the man-made structures can be like this tower of pizza. When well, we don't know the foundation. The reason why this tower of pizza is actually slanting is because of the soil that is underneath the, the structure. It's too mushy. When they built it, they didn't even realise that they need to consider the foundation of the tower. When they did that, the tower started to slant. And uh, of course, the, the, the building, the engineers say that uh, probably, you know, we want to enhance the ground so that it won't slant anymore. But there is no promise whether this tower will be able to uphold for the next hundred years, thousand years. In fact, all the rest of the towers that are man-made, you know, we talk about the 9-11, the twin towers. Towers that are man-made sometimes are not meant to last forever. Some towers will collapse and you will fall. And every life, every activity, every form of security that is not built on solid foundation will fall as well. But there is a tower today that we read in Proverbs 18. That tower, God has promised it to be strong and it is our fortress and it will never fall. Amen. We'll talk about how we're going to enter the tower later. But before we talk about the tower, you know, I, I love to watch uh, like those Rambo movies and stuff like that. And typically when they want to enter into the, the whole area and they want to save those... uh those, uh, I don't know, maybe it should be a, a pretty girl. Like. Every time it's like that, right? The storyline. So they have to chase inside. And and the first thing that they do is to whip up a binoculars, look around, and then look for a tower. And the tower will have a watchman and they will say, I need to eliminate that watchman first. You see it everywhere. Even in the uh, the newer shows, I think it was uh, Wonder Woman or something like that. They, they also do, did that. But what am trying to say is that uh, if the tower has no such thing as or no such person as a watchman, the tower actually is quite useless. Really, the tower is just there for being for the sake of being there. The watchman is very important because the watchman sometimes will hold weapons, sometimes will hold light. The purpose of a watchman is actually to guard and to alert people that are inside the city. And when I was reading this verse and I was uh, trying to understand, hey, okay, there is a tower, but God started to remind me that there's also watchmen that is available to us. It could be the prophets of old. It could be the pastors. It could be our care group leaders. It could be our accountability partners. But sometimes our watchman is there to tell us things that we don't want to hear. Let me tell you uh, in Habakkuk 2, verse 1, it says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. And I will answer when I am corrected. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 17 says, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6 says, I have set watchmen on your wa- walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. So what that means is that if there is a tower, there has to be a watchman, and the watchman is supposed to be there to safeguard. And the way that they safeguard is in the word of the Lord is really to talk about how you can continuously be in the Lord, be in the city, be safe. And and when I was reading all these verses, I, I started to remind myself, and I started to pray for those accountability partners in my life, whether is it Sam, whether is it brother, brother, whether uh, uh, is it my care group leader or or, or brother Kelvin. Those accountability partners that are in my life they are so important, and and I don't know about you, but uh, in, in Singapore. Uh, basically all the guys, unless you're past F, you have to serve military. And part of military services is that you actually have to do this thing called guard duty. You can't escape from it. Everybody has to do guard duty once. And I really salute those that actually do guard duty. Why? Because there is something that I really, really love is uninterrupted sleep. I cannot do four hours of guard duty and then go and sleep two hours and then wake up four hours and then do two, two hours. I cannot do like a two-day uh, night shift and then a two-day day shift and then a two-day night shift and two-day two day, day shift. That is tough work. Very, very tough work. In fact, in my job, there is people that does that as a, you know, they are in the warehouse, they are doing all the logistics and stuff like that. They are doing shift. And one thing that I realized about shift is that it, it somehow always mess up your body clock, Right? And I start to realise that, uh, you know, it's not easy stuff to watch, for somebody to watch your soul. It's really not easy for, for somebody to watch your soul and th- tell you, hey, uh, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And sometimes I think uh, it's also important when we talk about towers, yes, we want to run into the tower and keep safe, but the tower is not safe if there is no watchman. The tower has no defence if the watchman is just sleeping. Sometimes the best thing is to say, hey, watchman, you're tired. Let me take over. That's why I'm here today. I'm taking over the watchman when the watchman is in Sydney. But what I'm trying to say is everybody will have to take their load for the tower to be safe. Amen. Take shift when the watchman needs rest. Amen. But going back to the strong tower, the strong tower, uh, when we talk about the strong tower, the towers in the Bible are not used to guard people or cities. They are also used to guard vineyards, they are used to guard cattle against thieves and predators. And God Himself was actually the protector of the nation of Israel. So you will see it again and again in the Scripture that it talks about how God is the strong tower, how God is a, a fortress. In Psalms uh, 18 verse 2, it talks about that the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. This was written in by David when he was just a shepherd boy. But further down when he was a king, he wrote Psalms 144 verse 1 to 2. Blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hand for war and my fingers for battle. My loving kindness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. Amen. And in 2nd Samuel chapter 22 verse 1 to 3, and the then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song. On the day when the Lord has delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul, and he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my saviour. You save me from violence." David sang about this a lot. David wrote about this a lot. David made this so personal, that it was the song of his heart. It was the song of his life. You will see it again and again, whether it is in 2 Samuel or in Psalms. It was the, the, the fact that he acknowledged that God was the strong tower of his life. And it was from the gratitude of his heart. In fact, this week I read in Psalm 61, verse 1 to 3, it says, Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. I started to pray this every single time, every single day. It says, When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. You see, when the world is turned upside down, when there is confusion, when there is restriction, when there is all kinds of mess around and your heart is overwhelmed, you know where to go. You know where to pray. You know what to say. God, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. It is almost like saying, you know, you're at the top of the tower and you're looking down and your enemy and the mess that is all around you and you're saying, what can you do? I am in the tower. God is leading me to a rock that is higher than I. And that's why I say in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10, it says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. You see, when the word word says... uh, the word, uh, "the righteous run into it and are saved. The word safe in Hebrew literally means so high that you are inaccessible. Wow. So practically speaking, right, when I was trying to contextualise what David is saying, you see, David wrote all these Psalms not because he was at the highest of the highest. In physically. He was sometimes chased by his family for his life. His family was broken. You know know how David uh, made some wrong choices in his life. And his life was not really smooth sailing. His life in the definition of the 21st century wasn't perfect. Wasn't good at all. But when David wrote these Psalms, I don't think he was talking about the physical realm. After all, life can't be considered smooth when his family is being broken. But what Proverbs 18 means is that even though the whole world can take everything around you can throw things at you can fly planes at you your course is charted your eternity is secure and your life is ordered there is nothing that can keep that that can waver the peace that david has and what what this verse is really trying to say is that uh, no matter what is going on no matter what life has thrown at me no matter what the devil is trying to do to me I feel safe in the presence of God. God is bringing me to a place where it's higher than what I am. Amen. And I feel safe standing in the name of the Lord. Um, I wanted to show you all a tower that is uh, quite common in Singapore. I don't know, some of you might actually see it. Uh, if you can show the picture. Uh, there was one time where I drove to, um, to JB and I went to Second Link. And uh, when I drove past uh, AYE, I, I saw this tower. You see, this tower could be quite familiar to those that are in national service, right? In reserve, you see it in, uh, in the army. Sometimes you see if your camp is near here. This is actually called the Safti Tower. Okay, The Safti Tower is located in Jurong, uh, far west of Singapore. And basically for this tower... Uh, I I think they did tell me what's the purpose of this tower how is it being built why is it triangle and stuff like that but I returned everything to the army already as you can see I'm uh, very close to my ROD days Uh, I'm just one uh, one cycle left and then I can throw away all my stuff but why am I showing you all this Um, is that this tower to me every time when I see it I feel a sense of pride I I feel a sense of awe I feel like wow, there was a time in my army days where I felt like I could have protected Singapore from any external harm, and this tower sort of symbolises the strength and the honour of the army. But that's it. That's it. Why I'm saying that is because uh, when I was driving there, and uh, you know I was talking about towers and stuff like that, God reminded me, don't let my tower be the safety tower. That when you are driving past, you are just seeing, hey, it's very nice. It is a great tower. It is a tower of honor. It is a tower of, uh, I don't know, protection. But you know, in my entire 12 years of uh, military services, I have never climbed once past this tower. I've never been into it. What am I trying to say is that God could be that tower where it is far enough but yet you are in awe with God. God is so good. God is so, so great. God can uh, be so big until everybody can see, but yet you don't run into the tower. You can say, God, you are majestic, but yet you can also say, God, you are too far for me to access. You can say, God, you are great, but yet God, you can say, God, you are probably too scary also for me to reach. But what am I trying to say is in Proverbs chapter 18, it says that we can run into it. We can be close to it. Our tower is nearby, always available and open to us. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 to 30 says, Come to me and I will give you rest. All of you who work so hard beneath a heavy yoke, wear my yoke, for it fits perfectly. And let me teach you, for I am gentle and humble, and you shall find rest in your souls, for I give you only the light burdens. And John chapter 6, verse 37 says, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. You see, there is a tower that is not like the Tower of Safti that says that you can only go at a certain time, that you can only be there if you are, I don't know, a certain grade or a certain level and stuff like that. There is a tower that is accessible to each and every one of us today. And that tower is what God builds for us. Don't ever think that God is too far away. Don't ever think that God is too high up. This tower that God has built for us, is for us to be accessible anytime, any day. That's why we, we talk about prayer. Prayer is accessible for us every single day, every single time. You know, this week, I, I spoke about how Sharon was down with COVID. Xiao uh, Di was also down with COVID. It was especially tough for me. Very, very tough. I was uh, busy at work, a uh, lot of me- lots of lots of meetings, and then halfway through, I have to go down and buy food, and then pick them up from school. Thank God, my school is just beside my 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 uh, house. Oh, that was one, one of the best decision ever. Really, it's like they can be at primary two and one, they can come home by themselves. So uh, that's. That's awesome. So I went down, I, I, I bought food for them and then I just throw them and then they just settle everything by themselves. One four-year-old, one six-year-old, one eight-year-old, I don't know how they do it, but they do it by themselves. There are a lot of times where they quarrel, yes, and then, uh, you know, I have to go out and settle. But I have been uh, experiencing this thing called single parenting this whole week because Sharon has been inside. I, I salute all those mothers uh, that have been uh, staying at home while you are parenting alone. It's tough. It's super tough. In fact, it's so tough until, you see, I have to wear a brace. <laughs> this brace uh, was uh, so painful this week, because, you know, I was trying to sleep with them all in one room. And then, I don't know, a Celtic becoming very heavy. So when I tried to carry him, right, my arm started to be very painful. So uh, I couldn't take the pain. I went, uh, I went to see a doctor. And I asked the doctor, Doctor, what is this? Uh, can I do an x-ray or not? Because I've been playing soccer, maybe I fractured something. So did the x-ray. The doctor said, hey, nothing is wrong. Uh, you're all good. But this thing is, uh, you know, you sprain your tendon. So then she started to explain to me the, 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 how... Uh, what are some of the people that actually have this kind of cases. So she first said that uh, this uh, usually is people that are above 40. They yeah, are a bit offended because I'm not yet 40. Then <laughs> that, she said, and it usually uh, affects ladies. Then I'm like, okay. <laughs> and the last straw was that she said that uh, and uh, it usually also affects pregnant ladies. Then <laughs> I'm like, Doctor, you don't need to tell me all this. You just tell me, how am I supposed to get healed? She said, you are go and buy the brace and stuff like that. And I, I have to, you know, take time off my work to just see a doctor as well. And it was all painful and stuff like that. And, and, and worse, right? This is not the worst, okay? My whole week has been terrible. Uh, I, I brought my kids down because they were so whiny. I went there to play, play at the playground. So they were playing by themselves. And they were doing all this exercise stuff. And then uh, my, my eldest daughter was strong enough to bring down the whole thing. And it was like a machine that actually can carry your weight up. I don't, I don't know, sometimes you can see the fitness corner. So she bring it down. And then I was saying, wow, she said, you uh, you're very good, huh? You can actually bring it down. But she let go of it, you know. And then the whole thing went up and then it hit my cheek. And then I was uh, lying down on the floor for five minutes. My three kids were like saying, Daddy, Daddy, are you okay? Daddy, are you okay? And uh, it was all a mess. While Sharon was, was inside, I don't know doing what? Okay, i uh, recuperating. La. <laughs> and then uh, so, uh, the second one actually slept at the uh, bathroom, and then he has this blue-black here, so mine is at the right side. Uh, yeah, his is also at the right side as well. That's not the end um then my phone spoiled on thursday like i don't know why it suddenly spoiled but i couldn't restart it i couldn't do it lucky i got a spare phone but four o'clock i got a appointment at the apple store i went down the best thing is when i went down the phone worked (laughs) the phone became okay and that's not the worst the worst is that i wanted to park at cine leisure and i banged my car (laughs) while parking (laughs) so i went to repair the car on friday morning and i spent 750 just to repair my car guys i had a terrible week (laughs) i really literally had a terrible week it was a it was a tough week and uh, i'm not here to say sympathy uh, ask for your sympathy but at the same time there was a lot of times where i could nearly lose my cool but I really always ran back to the tower just because of the sermon that Brother Sam preached. I said, I need to go back to the tower. I need to go back to the tower. There was one time when the house was so messy. I didn't care. I didn't care a bit. Took out my guitar and started to play. I played huge songs. Uh, There's this song that I really love called Prince of Peace. Uh, uh, there was a, the lyrics uh, goes uh, something like this. It goes... Um, your, that's not the lyrics, okay? The lyric says, Your love surrounds me When my thoughts wage war When night screams terror There your voice will roar Come death or shadow God I know Your light will meet me there and it says, when fear comes knocking, there you will be my God. When day breeds trouble, there you will hold my heart. Come storm of battle, God, I know your peace will meet me there. And I was playing the music, I was, lis- I was just worshipping God. And I was crying as well, my kids. You know kids, being kids, right? When you don't involve them in something, uh, they will come and kachow you. Uh. They will come and say, Daddy, what are you doing? Uh, and stuff like that. I say, go away, go away, I'm worshipping God. And then suddenly, they all started to you know, be all quiet and then they wanted to pray to God as well. You see, the trick is don't involve your kids. Make them curious and then they will do what you want to do. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that there were times where this whole week was terrible for me. But I still took time to run back to the tower. And I still took time to say, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and my horn and my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my saviour. And this verse, I read it, you saved me from violence. (laughs) I was so close to going to to take the belt and piak them. But the, the Lord says, you save me from violence. <laughs> but people, we have a strong tower that we can run to anytime. It is not like the three little pigs. I mean, if, imagine with me, if the three little pigs tower, the last pig that has the brick house cannot even go inside. The two pigs will get eaten by the wolf. But this tower that we have, we can run into it any. Time any day. I know it's tough. I know the flesh will say, hey, you have a tough week. Why don't you just relax for a while? But I tell you, when the moment when I run into the tower, when the moment when I started to pray, the moment when I started to weep tears, there is where God becomes so real to me. And sometimes you, you ask yourself in life, why am I going through the things that I'm going through? Why are my loved ones in the hospital? You know I, don't know, I don't know the reason why. But all I know is that there is a tower that you can run into. There is a tower that you can find refuge. There is a tower that says that He is our fortress. He is our salvation. And that's the tower that I want to run into. You know, there, there is a special tower that I want to talk about, which is the Tower of EDA. Um, in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, it says, But you, Bethlehem, Epharia, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. So what Micah has prophesied is that Jesus, or the Saviour of the world, will be born in Bethlehem. Now, which part in Bethlehem? I know Brother will, will actually preach about this once. But in Genesis chapter 35, verse 19 to 21, it says, So Rachel died. So basically, Rachel, is, uh, Rachel passed away because of childbirth. And was buried on the way to Ephra, that is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar on her grave, which is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Then Israel journeyed and pitched his tent beyond the tower of Eda. You see, Rachel's tomb was in Bethlehem at the tower of Eda. You see, the tower of Eda was also known as the tower of the flock, and the whole children of Israel, because of Rachel's death, uh, pitched their tent there. Then they started to set up shop there, and uh, the whole tribe settled there, and it became a place of importance. And it is this place where Solomon also built God's temple. And uh, you know, something about this is that uh, if you know about temple, they need sacrifices. But back in those olden days, sacrifices or shepherds, sorry, shepherds are only allowed to be really at the outskirts of Jerusalem and Israel. They're not supposed to be within or near to the compound because uh, they're considered... Uh, unclean in the olden days. But there was one exception. There was one farm that was just five miles away from the temple. And it is this place where Rachel's tomb was at. And it is at this place where there is this tower of the flock. And this tower of the flock basically is a tower that watches after all the sheep. It is for the shepherd to be there to watch after the sheep and making sure that uh, you know whatever wolves are not there to take away the sheep. Now the purpose of this farm is not like the others. The purpose of this farm that is near Solomon's temple is for the sole purpose of raising lambs for temple sacrifices. It was like a two-level structure. I don't know whether you can show the picture, but it wasn't very high. But it was a two-level structure. And basically at the bottom structure, it is where the sheeps, when they are born, they will be brought inside the lower level structure. And shepherds are trained. This, all, all these shepherds are, are temple staff. They are temple staff that they can train to see whether this sheep is qualified to be unblemished. And if it's unblemished, this sheep is qualified to go into a temple. I hope you are following me on this. Okay, This particular tower is being used to certify whether the sheep is unblemished so that they can go into a temple. And this specific tower has this specific purpose. And that's the Tower of Eda. Now, So those that are inspected and deemed spotless, basically they will be wrapped around with long strips of cloth so that the sheep doesn't rock around and then bang itself and become unblemished or hurt itself so that it cannot be a temple sacrifice. And that's that's really it. They will wrap the sheep around and then making sure that this sheep is good enough to go into the temple. You see, when we talk about Jesus' birth, how did the shepherds that they know where Jesus was? It wasn't that uh, they are going around Bethlehem trying to find where Jesus was. They knew exactly where Jesus was, and Jesus was going to be at the Tower of Eda because that was the only tower, and that was the only place where sheep are being certified as uh, unblemished and they can go into the temple. It's like if I ask you, hey, uh, can you go and find Sharon in Orchard Road? You p- probably can't, right? And Bethlehem was much bigger than Orchard Road. What this means is that uh, the instructions to the shepherd were very, very specific. That they knew exactly where to find Jesus. That's why when the shepherds saw Jesus was born, being wrapped around in the manger, they knew exactly. Who Jesus was. They knew exactly what the purpose of Jesus was to come and be the Savior of the world. That's why John, could, John the Baptist could declare that, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Now, I'm, why am I telling you this? Is that I found a revelation there is in this Tower of Eda. There has, to, has got to be a type and shadow of salvation. You see, the Tower of Eda is where Jesus was born. It was the start of the salvation plan that God wanted to bring to mankind. And for some of you here that are new, you're wondering, in the verse it says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10, and the righteous will run into the tower. You see, the righteous will run into the tower. The question to ask ourselves today is, how to be righteous? How? How can we be righteous to run into the tower? I'm saying to myself, I'm not righteous. Only the righteous can enter into the temple. That's why Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You see, those lambs that enter into the t- tower of Edah, if they are blemished, they are actually being returned back. They are not, they are not supposed to stay there. Because they can't go into the temple, but the Bible says that we can be righteous. We can be like the sheep; they are unblemished through Jesus Christ. Romans chapter five verse nineteen says, "For just as though the disobedience of one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of one man, Christ, the many will be made." Sorry, it will be made sinners, and then it will be made righteous. So, there is a way that everyone here can be made righteous. And if, I, if today you, you never hear about the salvation plan, you need to hear it. You need to obey it so that you can be that, that righteous factor. You can stay in the, in the Tower of EDA to be wrapped around with the Spirit of God and you can go into the temple after being certified as righteous. You see, righteousness is really being made right by God. When we talk about righteousness, it's not measured by your own works. I remember when I was having UTP for the first time, unlocking the Bible, I said, how do I be righteous? And Brother Sam, who is my teacher, he said, righteousness is not based on your own works. Righteousness is basically being made right by God. That one day when you are being judged in the heavens, you, you can just safely say that Jesus has taken away, take away all my sins that is the one that is guilty. I am not guilty anymore. I am being made right by God. And if you are asking me then, how do I be made righteous? That is where we need to be baptized in Jesus' name. That is where we need to be receiving His Spirit. Receiving the Spirit could be like the robe that is being wrapped around the lamb that is certifying the head. This is ready to go into the temple. This is ready for you to be unblemished. This is ready to be certified as righteous. You see, everybody can go into the temple as long as they are righteous. The righteous can run into the tower. And today, if you don't know about the salvation plan, I know two years plus, I've seen so many new faces here. Thank God for revival. But you owe it to yourself. When we talk about this word called righteous, the righteous can run into the tower. What constitutes the righteous? I hope that you can go into a journey and discover for yourself. That there are steps, that, that if God is so specific in the Old Testament, that only unblemished lambs can go into the temple. That they need to be certified in the Tower of Ida, How much more, if God is the same yesterday, today and forever, that He is going to establish a salvation plan for us as well. What am I trying to say is that there is a tower that makes me unblemished. There is a tower that makes me safe. There is a tower that gives me salvation. There is a tower that makes me righteous. There is a tower that says that He has all the names and the attributes of God to help me to navigate this world. And most of all, this is a tower that is accessible to me every single day. All we need is to redeem the access to this tower and to obey His salvation plan. Amen. And I'm almost done. Why don't we stand? Awesome. Today, this morning, I want to let you know that the tower is with us today. There is this strong tower that really His name is called Emmanuel. In Matthew chapter 1, it talks about that we shall call His name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. God is that strong tower that is with us. God is with us whether is it on a Sunday 2,000 years ago in the Tower of Eda or whether is it on a Sunday, today, 24th July, God is still with us in the good times and in the bad times. God is still with us. Whether I bang my car or whether I hurt my leg, uh, my hand, God is still with us. Even though there are loved ones that need prayers, God is still with us. Even though I'm not healthy. There's one thing that I want to proclaim. Is that this tower that God is giving to us I want to dwell in it I want to be inside it all the days of my life and he can find you wherever you are and he can help you no matter where you have been through and deliver you from whatever that has hurt you you see in Proverbs chapter 18 verse 10 it talks about the name of the Lord is a strong tower there is a name that we spoke about that we sang about just now the name there is above all name but I'm here to tell you that name comprises of many other attributes that we can thank God for that we can reach out to God for for help and his name before he was Jesus he was Jehovah El Shaddai the Almighty God that you if you need him in an impossible situation you can start to pray God you are El Shaddai you are the God of the invisible impossible and if you need healing today you can pray God you are Jehovah Rapha you are God our healer if you need God to be our provider you can pray God you are my Jehovah Jireh if you need God to be my your protector you can say God you are my Jehovah Nisi God can be our righteousness. God is Jehovah Tiskenu. And God is our peace. Jehovah Shalom. You see, in this tower, there are so many names of God that we can reach out to for every situation that you are in. Only if you are in the tower. And evil will always be attacking. But one thing is for sure, that Jehovah Jireh will always be providing. He has healed me when I'm sick. He has lifted me when I'm down. He has saved me from my own mistakes and foolishness. And what I'm telling you today is if you will reach out to Him, if you will reach out to that tower, He will lift you up and He will bring you above all your enemies that are around you. There is a tower. There is in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. I'm telling you there is a tower today this morning that we can be in and we have a strong tower too and I'm so grateful that every morning I don't have to go through life without God but the stronger and the most powerful tower is here available for us today run to him run to him and you will feel welcome you will find welcome you will feel acceptance you'll f- find forgiveness find salvation find peace find hope and find life and that is the strong tower that is available to you remember every time when you pray yes you can have that special place but why don't you make that special place that strong tower as well That no one else can come to that strong tower except God and His presence Amen. If today your desire is to go into that strong tower, why don't you just begin to raise up your hands and begin to tell God that. Lord, you are that strong tower. That's it. Lord, you are that strong tower, oh God. That tower, oh God, Lord, that that I can run to, oh God. Lord, you are that rock, oh God. And you are that fortress, oh God. Ikhanda Rambasanti Aramaha You are the deliverer, O God You are the rock of my salvation, O God You are my stronghold, O God When things, O God, Lord Are around me, O God They are drowning me, O God Lord, today I declare, O God You are that strong tower, O God You are that strong tower, O God That gives me, O God The shield and the life, O God Lord, that I need to sustain, O God Every every day, O God Father, I pray, O God Lord, that I will come into that strong tower, O God Father, I pray, O God, Lord That You will help me, O God, Lord To obey the salvation plan, O God Lord today O God I am being made right by you O God I want to be right by you O God I want to be made righteous O God Lord in your eyes O God and Father I pray in the name of Jesus I want to come into that tower O God Lord and be wrapped O God Lord in your cloth O God be protected O God in your in your presence O God in your tower O God that I can go into the tabernacle and worship you O God Father I pray O God Lord certify me as unblemished O God Lord look at me as unblemished O God remove away all my sins O God that I can come to you oh God boldly oh God into the throne of grace O God and obtain mercy and grace in the time of need oh God come on if some of you are having some trouble in your life if some of you are facing issues if some of you just need the touch of God why don't you just begin to reach out to Him right now and declare God you are my strong tower you are the tower you are the fortress of oh God when times, O uh, God, Lord, when I need you, you are there, O uh, God, that I can run to you, O uh, God. Lord, you are not that tower that is far away, O uh, God, that I only need to be in all of you, O uh, God. But Father, you are that tower, O uh, God, that is near, uh, God. You are that tower that is accessible, uh, God. You are the tower, O uh, God, that unlocks, O uh, God, every single time where I call, O uh, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, O uh, God. Come if you have an impossible situation why don't you just begin to claim the name of Jesus right now Jesus right now oh God this impossible situation, oh God. God, I'm going to bring it to the, the tower, oh God. I'm going to bring it here, oh God. And I'm going to leave it, oh God, in the tower, oh God. Lord, you say in your word, oh God, that you will bring up, oh God, a fortress, oh God. That you will bring up a standard, oh God, Lord, against, oh God, the enemies, oh God. That you will lead me to a rock that is higher than I, oh God. That you will be a shelter to me, a strong tower from the enemy. Lord, I submit, oh God, Lord, this difficult situation is into your hands right now oh God you O God know all things O God and Lord right now oh God I find refuge oh God I find refuge oh God in your tower oh God I find refuge oh God in this place oh God where I call home oh God where I call oh God when I'm being called to be righteous oh God when I'm being called to be a holy priesthood that's it that's it why don't we just begin to lift up our voice right now and begin to to tell him god make this place my strong tower make my heart my strong tower come on some of you need to fight your faith for a while some of you because of the world has allowed you to build some man-made structures but why don't you just begin to tell god today god this man-made structure why don't you pull it down right now oh god i don't want it to be like the tower of pizza oh god there is slanting oh god there is not built oh god with strong foundation but lord this morning oh god lord build a tower oh god with me oh god there is based on your foundation oh god there is based on you as the chief cornerstone oh god build this tower with me oh god that i can yoga oh lord have been a strong foundation oh god that i can be not afraid oh god lord of what is happening around me oh god that i can have the peace of god that surpasses all understanding oh god Yes, 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 yes. God build a tower with me, oh God. Build a tower with me, oh God. Oh Lah, raise up a standard, oh God, against my enemy, oh God. Ika narama sandio roko dorama sandhi rabaha. Iko no rama sandhioraka dara baha. Oh shanaba dara ma and the you, God you are my strong tower. God you are my strong tower, oh God. God you are my strong tower, oh God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run into it and are saved. Come on, live today the world is telling you that the world is unsafe but you have a tower that you can run into you have a tower that you can find safety you have a tower that you can pray you have a tower that is in your hidden place that tower is accessible to you Lord, you see, O God, Lord, the hearts of your people today, O God. This morning, O God, Lord, I pray, O God, Lord, that we will build a tower, O God, with you in the name of Jesus. One thing that I know, that a tower and when you look at a castle the castle has many many different towers you look at the great wall of china why is it being so strong it's because at every single part there is a tower and there is a watchman the church is only that strong if the different towers are connected together and i just want to pray if we can just connect together as one body and start to pray, God, we are building this tower and we are on the watchman. I volunteer to be the watchman. I volunteer to be the watchman of my brother's soul of my sister's soul. And I want all the towers to be connected to each other. And you know what? We cannot just build the wall of China, but we can build the wall of apostolic truth. We can build the wall of tabernacle of joy. We can build the wall that, that, that the world can see that this is the wall that is magnificent. Why don't we just begin to do that if it's appropriate? Why don't we just begin to lock hands with one another and begin to pray for one another and say to one another, We are watchmen. I'm watching after your soul. You are with me. I am your brother. I am your sister. I am here to build a tower with you. That's it. That's it oh how good that the brethren is, is is together come on let's begin to pray and let's begin to raise up our voice right now and say god i'm committed to build that tower that strong tower in tabernacle of joy this is the place that i will build my tower this is the place that god will allow me to to dwell in this is the place where my strong tower is this is a place where my children will find safety. This is a place where my children will be able to find safety from the world. That's it. That's it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.